Uh, actually, Matt, I kind of want to be a writer. Well, Lottie frickin' duh! We got ourselves a writer here! Hey, Dad, I can't see real good. Is that Bill Shakespeare over there? Huh? Well, actually, Matt, uh, Ellen and I have encouraged Brian in his writing. Dad, I wish you could just shut your big yapper! <laughs> now, I wonder, Brian, from what I've heard, you're using your paper not for writing, but for rolling doobies. You're gonna be doing a lot of doobie rolling when you're living in a van down by the river. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Canvas Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Canvas Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at iamcanvasativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at iamcanvasativa, 1S. Also check out our website, iamcanvasativa.com. On the website, we'll have blog posts, links to the archives of the podcast, and other videos from canvas experts from many walks of the field. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Again, we're, we're no longer posting new episodes in SoundCloud for the time being, but please check out the other sources we've mentioned as we are on there. Hopefully we can raise more funds and make uploading to SoundCloud more viable in the future. Today's episode is going to go into multiple sclerosis. So what is multiple sclerosis? Multiple sclerosis is, is highly linked to the central nervous system. The CNS controls vital functions, moving and breathing within the brain, as well as the spinal cord and optic nerve. All of our vital functions are facilitated by neurons, and these neurons send signals throughout the body at high speeds. Neurons are able to send messages through the brain thanks to the, the neurons' insulations, insulation, also known as the myelin sheath, a fatty coating-like substance. The myelin sheath insulates these messages and allows m- the messages to successfully reach their destination in, an el- in a healthy inner individual. But with with individual, well, for individuals with MS, these these are issues with the immune system attacking this n- neural insulation. Instead of the immune system doing its job uh, of, of fighting diseases, it starts attacking the myelin sheath. Much of what is going on is called demyelinization. This ends up leading to scar tissue building up. This also leads to the CNS no longer receiving or sending brain messages around properly. These messages traveling along the said neurons may be slowed down, stopped, or distorted. And because of demy- and because demyelinization stems from a diverse amount of locations, the end result that accompanies is, is a diverse amount of symptoms. And these symptoms include muscle weakness, coordination issues, fatigue slash vision problems, numbness, and paralysis. The cause and the cure is unknown, though the, the, 
though many have benefited from, from using cannabis to treat their MS symptoms. Folks like Montel Williams, whose clip we featured on last week's episode, if you haven't checked it out already, is uh, is the talk show host, military veteran, and activist who has made his struggles with multiple sclerosis public and known, and has used his influence to strengthen awareness for this disease and, and, and for using cannabis to treat his symptoms. And as usual, I'm going to enclose a video from an actual medical expert who can speak to the efficacy of medical cannabis for, for MS. Today's video is a clip from the great Dr. Rachina Patel, who we featured on the show before. Her video features a question from one of her patients, as well as some other information about the studies done on cannabis for treating MS. After, after that, we'll go into the Red State Cannabis News Roundup and talk about some helpful strains to treat MS, and we'll feature our recipe for this week from the cannabis from from the cannabis.com which will be a can a, a cannabis peanut butter quick bread all right hello welcome to ask dr patel where i answer your questions about medical marijuana now what do i do as a medical marijuana doctor so i basically step by step walk people through how to safely use medical marijuana and this is without smoking it without getting addicted to it and without getting high off of it. So let's dive into today's question. It comes from Sierra, Sierra of New York. And here's what she writes. She writes, Dr. Patel, on my 45th birthday, I found out that I have multiple sclerosis. It all began when I started stumbling at work. I figured it was clumsiness, but it turned out to be something much more serious, multiple sclerosis. Multiple sclerosis is really unpredictable. <clears throat> I just don't know when I'm going to have a good day or a bad day. There are times when I'm fine for weeks, even months, and then out of nowhere, my symptoms get worse. One of my on-again and off-again symptoms has been numbness on the right side of my body. Sometimes my limbs feel like they're emptied out and filled with sand. Other times I experience a burning pain from my hips down to my toes. It feels like my legs are on fire. And then there are days I get tingling in my hands and feet, which could turn into an electrical shock-like pain all over my body. When I feel good enough, I'll take the dog out for a walk, but after just going around the block once, my legs feel like they're encased in cement. I really pushed it on a recent trip to Italy though. I had the hardest time keeping up with everyone. Everyone on the tour thought I was drunk, but I hadn't had a single sip of alcohol at all the entire trip. Um, let's see, what else does she say? I spend my days feeling like I've, I've done 10 rounds in a boxing ring. I feel beat up. I'm in excruciating pain everywhere, and it feels like I'm half dead. I've been on an off-again, on-again regimen of steroids so many times I've lost count, and each time I'm on them without fail, I struggle to sleep. It's a constant tossing and turning from the moment I hit the sack. The baclofen makes me feel weak and I'm already weak to start with. I take Percocet and Oxycontin for the pain, but they leave me feeling nauseous and constipated. 
I'm just not getting the relief I need with these prescriptions. I've been a square my entire life. I don't drink. I've never come close to touching any drugs. The smell of tobacco makes me sick, but I'm ready to give medical marijuana a try. At this point in my life, I'm thinking, what do I have to lose? And quite frankly, I'm not letting this disease push me around. So what do you think, Dr. Patel? Would medical marijuana be right for someone like me? Regards, Sierra from New York, New York. <clears throat> okay, so Sierra, first of all, power to you for taking control of your health and taking on the challenge of, of writing a new chapter in your life, as hard as that can be. So I do in fact have experience treating patients with multiple sclerosis, but before I dive into the results that they've experienced, let's talk about what the research has to say about medical marijuana and multiple sclerosis. So let's start, there's two studies I'm gonna go over. Let's start with the first study. This particular study was published back in 2010, and basically it looked at the effects of nabiximols on patients with multiple sclerosis. Now, you'll notice in this particular study, they use nabiximols as the medicine instead of medical marijuana. So what's nabiximols? It's basically a, a marijuana plant-based derivative, okay? And it's prepared in a solution of ethanol, propylene glycol, and peppermint oil flavoring, and it's administered with a pump that sprays the medicine, and you can spray it you know, under your tongue or around your mouth. And if you're familiar with present-day marijuana products, it's very similar to what's called a tincture. And it's a form of medical marijuana that's used as drops or sprays that are applied under the tongue. Now, back to the study. So conventional medications like the following weren't cutting it to relieve spasticity for the participants of, in this study. And these medications include things like benzodiazepines, dantrolene, naltrexone, antiepileptics, um, baclofen, tizanidine, etc. These were also folks who had had multiple sclerosis for over 12 years. And in that time, they experienced spasticity for over seven years. So this study had two phases. Phase A included all the participants, and phase B only included the participants in phase A that actually responded to nabiximols. Now, why did they do this? It's because they were trying to recreate what would happen in real life. Generally, patients who don't respond to a certain medication usually stop taking it. So in this case, what they did was that in those that actually responded to the treatment, they wanted to know just how effective was the treatment. So let me show you the results of the study. Okay, so here are those results that I was telling you about, okay? Now, don't get scared by this graph. It's, it's not as complicated as it looks. I'm gonna simplify it for you. So first, let's look to the left of the blue line. These are the results of phase A of the study. Basically, the patients on average rated their spasticity levels as a 6.9 at the beginning of phase A. After taking nabiximols for a period of four weeks, on average, the patients rated their levels of spasticity as a 3.9. 
you'll notice that that's a pretty steep drop in levels of spasticity. Now, look to the right of the blue line. These are the results of phase B of the study. The patients who experienced a 20% improvement in their spasticity score went on to participate in phase B of the study. If you take a look at the top line, and this top line represents the group that received the placebo, you'll notice that their spasticity levels went back to being worse. But in the group that received nabiximols, which is represented by the bottom line, the spasticity levels continued to improve. Overall, 74% of the group that received nabiximols for 12 weeks showed a 30% or more reduction in spasticity levels compared to the group that received the placebo. All right, here we go. Okay, so the next thing I wanna talk about is the second study, okay? And this particular study was done in the United Kingdom, and it looked at the effect of medical marijuana on patients with multiple sclerosis. And basically, researchers gave 144 of the participants cannabis gelatin capsules, and then another 35, 135, sorry, of the participants were given placebo, also by mouth. And these participants had a history of troublesome and ongoing muscle stiffness for at least three months before enrolling in this study. And after 12 weeks of being on either treatment, the researchers asked the participants how their symptoms compared to before the study. So specifically, they asked them uh, questions such as, um, you know, what were their levels of pain like? What was the severity of their muscle stiffness like? What was the severity of their muscle spasms like? And overall, the rate of muscle stiffness relief was twice as much in the group that took the cannabis, cannabis extract than in the group that took the placebo. Now, here's an interesting fact. The researchers set a max dose for the cannabis extract, and a good 75% of the participants didn't have to take the max dose. And finally, what I wanna go over are the results that the patients I've treated have experienced. So I wanna start with the area of pain. So this is the numbness, the tingling, um, uh, the burning that Sierra was talking about. And overall, I've had patients with multiple sclerosis report that medical marijuana um, helps to take the edge off of their pain, right? And it helps to get their mind off of the numbness, the tingling, the burning sensation. So overall, though, it's important to know that the medical marijuana is not a magic bullet, okay? It's not like you use it and poof, the pain is gone, okay? The, the levels of reduction in pain that you're going to experience is really going to depend on what level of pain you start with in the first place, okay? So, so what I've found is that in patients with severe levels of pain, their pain can drop down to moderate levels, patients with moderate levels of pain to start off with, their pain typically drops off to mild levels. Now, those with mild levels of pain are in general able to eliminate their pain. All right, so having said that, next, let's look at the area of spasticity, which is basically 
the severe cramps that a person with multiple sclerosis experiences. Some patients have reported that they don't experience quite as many muscle spasms. I've had other patients report that their spasms haven't lasted as long um, when they've been on medical marijuana. And then there have been others that have reported that their spasms haven't been as severe. Overall, these patients report feeling reduced muscle stiffness. They also report feeling, um, uh, experiencing reduced loss of muscular control. And by reducing the spasms, the medical marijuana allows these patients to move their arms and legs more freely. All right, so Sierra, I hope this helps to answer your question. And of course, if anyone else out there has questions for me, please post them in the comment section below and it may be selected to be answered in the next video. All right, I thank you for joining me this time around and I will catch you next time. Bye. This is your Red State Cannabis News Roundup for the week of September 29th. Richmond neighborhood to get medical cannabis oil dispensary, WTVR.com. A Maryland established company decided to choose South Richmond as the site of one of Virginia's first CBD-based dispensaries. Greenleaf Medical was awarded conditional approval to open up CBD oil processing facility, which will house oil processing, growing, and retail. The estimated cost of the development is said to be about $16 million, with the intention of employing 75 to 100 workers. Kingsland City Council passes relaxed marijuana rule, all on Georgia. Council members of Kingsland, Georgia voted unanimously to pass a local ordinance to regulate cannabis possession penalties. The council members vote to, to have the penalty over $150 if one is found to possess one than possess less than one ounce of marijuana. This ordinance will eliminate jail time and as as penalty for under one ounce under the new city code. Poll. Michigan backs legalizing recreational marijuana. Easy voting. Detroit Free Press. The ballot initiative in Michigan that legal that will legalize marijuana for recreational use for adults over 21 is currently leading 55 to 41 among 600 active and likely voters. The poll was taken September 21st to the 25th. Only 3% surveyed were undecided on the initiative. Firm signs agreement to grade Arkansas marijuana applicants. AP News. A Boston-based consulting company will grade more than 200 applications for Arkansas' first medical marijuana dispensary licenses. A Department of Finance and Administration spokesperson claims that the public consulting group this past Thursday signed an agreement to score the medical dispensary applications. The consulting firm, Public Consulting Group, agreed to 99000 the ninety nine thousand five hundred dollar price tag to review and score the dispensary applications. This is this so this wraps up the Red State Canvas News Roundup. Stay tuned next week for additional updates in Red State Canvas. And we're back. Let's go to the strains and then wrap up with the edible recipe. 
Okay, so the five best strains for multiple sclerosis from marijuanabreak.com. Here are the here are the top five best strains for for marijuana for multiple sclerosis patients dry out in order to calm down a variety of unpleasant symptoms. The first strain is SoJ Haze. It's a sativa dominant marijuana strain. This energizing and uplifting sativa is quintessential for patients of MS who are experiencing fatigue as their primary symptom of their condition. Although so Sojay Haze does increase energy levels, it is also it also sets the body into a relaxed euphoria, making it a wonderful daytime strain if you need something that'll get you out of bed, but it'll but will still let you chill around the house if you so desire. Furthermore, it is incredible at keeping the mind focused and creative, and its THC percentage is between 15 to 20 percent. The next strain is Russian Assassin, and this is an indica-dominant marijuana strain. Although the name may seem a bit questionable, Russian Assassin is actually an ideal nighttime marijuana strain for someone handling the discomforts of multiple sclerosis because it is not only relaxing and sleep-inducing, but also manages to numb the whole body, keeping any pain experience at bay as well as relieving stress. That way you can fall asleep with ease as your body melts to fight, as your body melts right into the bed because it isn't feeling any of the uncomfortable moments as your anxiety levels and breathing begin to slow likewise. This marijuana type is a beautiful combination for all natural healing and wellness with a CHC percentage clocking it at between 21 to 23 percent. The next strain is is Super Sour Diesel and this is a hybrid strain. Super Sour Diesel is a popular hybrid marijuana strain that is not only that not only has energy inducing properties of a sativa strain but also the mental relaxation and deep pain relief of an indica. This multi-dimensional combination is beneficial for MS patients who not only need usable energy to function throughout the day, but also need to cut down some of the pain or physical issues they may be in incurring. With an incredibly high THC content, a little of this marijuana strain really goes a long way, being that just one hit can provide the body with and mind with true relief. THC percentage between 26 to 32%. The next one is called critical mass, and this is an indica dominant strain. Although critical mass can make its consumer sleepy and couch lock, as most indicas have a tendency to do, more than any anything, this particular strain aims to relax the mind and body, freeing it from any stresses, worries, concerns, aches, and pains. This this is in part why it is brilliantly suited for patients suffering from symptoms of multiple sclerosis such as pain, stress, depression, or anxiety. This, this cannabis strain specifically targets those areas working full force to leave its consumer with a smile on their face. This, this marijuana strain is perfect for the evening time or after work hours because by the end of the high, the cannabis should have hopefully have you dr 
drifting off into a deep sleep. Plus, with a slightly higher than average CBD amount at about 5%, the medicinal properties of cannabinoid can be experienced likewise. THC percentage between 19 to 22% would would 5% CBD. The last strain isn't so much a strain, but a sort of a combination of um, a, a, a particular ratio, which is a, a even 50-50 ratio of, of, of CBD and THC. And in, in my experience, from dispensaries I've been to, Pennywise would, would be a strain that would sort of fit this bill, but I'll read the description. A unique and highly me- highly medical marijuana strain highly medical marijuana strain that presents a perfect 50 to 50 ratio in more ways than one. Its CBD to THC ratio is a pure 50-50 split as well as a strain genetics. 50% indica, 50% sativa. One to one's hefty CBD content implies fewer psychoactive effects with more of the added healing power. Similar to Sativex, a THC-derived prescription medication used in England specifically for MS symptoms, one-to-one matches the capabilities of widely used pharmaceutical, meaning that it is capable of relieving unpleasant muscle spasms or cramping often experienced by those with MS. A thing to note about the Sativex that was referenced, you're just getting... I mean, although that it, it really isn't available in, in the United States, the problem with, with that, from what I've read and from things I've heard about it, is that it it it, it it's basically just a concoction of, of the THC and the CBD. So it doesn't have the terpenes, it doesn't have any of the other helpful cannabinoids that are that are needed or that make cannabis cannabis because if you're just isolating the C- the THC or the CBD you know you're just you're not getting the whole picture you really need that whole entourage effect to to really put the medical symptoms in at bay but again i i digress so let's move on to the to the edible recipe that we were going to talk about so it's going to be a peanut butter can of quick bread and this recipe is from the cannabis.co and it's from Lori Wolf whose recipes we've featured before and this recipe makes about eight to ten slices ingredients two cups all-purpose flour one tablespoon of baking powder a quarter teaspoon salt four tablespoons can of butter softened half a cup sugar a quarter cup brown sugar one cup chunky peanut butter one large egg two teaspoons vanilla one cup milk instructions heat oven to 340 degrees butter a nine by five by three inch loaf pan and set it aside in a small mixing bowl whisk together the flour baking powder and salt set aside in a mixing bowl beat the can of butter and sugars on low until fluffy beat in the peanut butter add the egg and vanilla scraping down sides of the bowl four 
Add, add flour mixture and beat until just combined. The batter will be very thick. Add the milk and beat on low until batter is smooth. Add batter, add batter to the prepared loaf pad and spread evenly. Bake for 50 minutes or until the sender springs back when pressed with your finger. 6. Cool in a pan for 15 minutes. Remove and place on a cool rack to cool completely. So that wraps up today's episode of the I Am Canvas Sativa podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at I Am Canvas Sativa 1S. Also check out our website, IamCanvasSativa.com. On the website, we'll have blog posts, links to the archives of the podcast, and other videos from cannabis experts from many walks of the field. You can, you can find and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Store. Again, we're no longer on SoundCloud, but we are looking, but we are on the above platforms. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. And as always, stay medicated, my friends.